presented by XFL2K.com with your host, Tron Hawkins. Welcome to this is the XFL podcast. I'm your host, Tron Hawkins. Um, we finally did it. We got to the eight coaches um, that is left. And now we are here. Um, I'm about to rank them. It's, it's been a long journey. It started the week um, after the Super Bowl. You know, here we are. I think it was by now, like the middle of May or so, by the time we got our last coach, June Jones. So I'm here to rank them. I'm going to rank them from eight to one. Everybody's going to have an opinion. I understand that. This is just kind of my point of view and how I look at it. At the bottom, a couple might shock you. Um, XFL2K uh, did his on his YouTube page on the recent episode of This is the uh, This Week in the XFL. I'm sorry. And, I'm, and I think this is the XFL show did theirs um, on a Patreon pay, on a Patreon show. So this is going to get people talking. And um, I think it's going to be a good episode. It's one I planned for a while. Um, next episode, I'm going to go through some of the guys that's inboxing me about the showcase. Some guys did make it. Some guys didn't. I told them I'd have them on, their, on my show, and I will. It's a summer, summer showcase spectacular. Um, and then the next week, um, before I go to vacation in Florida, I'm going to do another uh uh, Jack Diamond's episode talking about a couple of guys, uh, some guys that they've talked about. Um, and then I'm going to go on vacation and enjoy my time. <laughs> so number eight is uh, Jonathan Hayes. I know it's going to be kind of, I think it's going to be a lot of people in the rate. And the reason why he's in rate on mine is he just don't have a lot of experience. You know, he, he did coach 16 seasons um, in Cincinnati, but was as a tight end coach uh, for the Chiefs and Steelers. He's the one of the only ones that don't have really a local tie. Um, he might be the only one that don't have a local tie. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. And I think, I do think that he will bring a good team and a good, um, atmosphere to that locker room. Um, but at the same time, you gotta look at it like this. He don't have the experience of a Gilbride or even a Hamilton as an offensive coordinator. This guy's the only one, um, in the league that ain't had experience. Him and Moss really is the only ones I don't have experience as like a coordinator. So, I mean, it, it's just a good mix in this league. It's a good mix of old coaches. New coaches, guys that never got a chance, guys that's had plenty of chances. But him, you know, he was named the tight end coach in 2003. He worked on Martin Lewis until 2018. Martin Lewis, I know a lot of people didn't like him as a Cincinnati coach, but he was still a great coach. I mean, that's why he kept the job for so long. Um, it ain't like he had pictures of the owner's daughter or something, like blackmailing him, which he might have. We don't know. Um, but he was a good coach. So, I mean, for him to be on that long shows that he was a good tight ends coach. You know, before that, he spent four seasons with Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. So that kind of builds a natural rivalry there with Stoops, uh, the coach for the Dallas team. So, I mean, I, I get why they picked Hayes. I just wonder how many people didn't want the St. Louis job. Like, was he the first choice? That's what I'm wondering. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way either. Um, and, you know, he spent, he played in Kansas City, which is close. Uh, it's Missouri. So, I mean, he was a player. He had a lot of experience as a coach and a player. But I just don't see him being a top tier right now. You know, when we do this again at the end of the season, which I will, you know, he might be higher up. But for now, he's number eight just because the experience factor. Um, number seven is Pep Hamilton. You know, he was the second coach named. He is the coach for D.C. I think he's a he was a great offensive coordinator for the Colts. You know, he and, – and Stafford. He coached he – co- I mean, he's the reason – you know, when Andrew Luck got drafted, they brought him along to kind of keep that going with Andrew. So I get what they did, you know, in Indy and uh, everything. Um, he has 20 years of experience. Um, I think another reason why I didn't pick him to be 
higher up is the <sighs> some of his teams are kind of eh. You know, like in 2016, Cleveland Browns was awful. Um, 07 09 Bears was okay. Uh, Niners in 06 wasn't that great. And the New York Jets in 03 05 wasn't that great. So his Colts tenure and the Stanford tenure is really his best two stops. You know, with the Browns, Hamilton was associate head coach on the offense. But I think his his best his best work was with the Colts. They won two AFC South divisions that year. They went twenty two and ten in two seasons. He went to the 2014 AFC Championship game. Um, that season, the Colts set franchise records in yards, passing, and net yards. So, and they led the NFL that year. But I mean, he's coached Andrew Luck. He's coached. Um, he's like his main, you know, is his main claim to fame. I just don't. I just don't see him on the same level as these other coaches. And it's, again, it's not that he's a bad coach. It's the fact that compared to a Stoops, um, compared to a Tressman, compared to a Jim Jones, who would you pick? You know what I'm saying? You're gonna pick, you'll pick the other guys. Um, you know, he began his career co- coaching quarterbacks at his alma mater, Howard University. So he is a quarterback whisperer. Um, that's why I think if you can get a good quarterback in Washington, uh, he could be a contender in the East Division. I just right now, you know, the day before June first, May thirty first. How do I? How would I place him? And I would place him firmly in seventh. The reason he gets ahead of Hayes is because he showed me more as a coordinator, as a coordinator where Hayes, you know, a lot of people didn't even hear him before now, and yet here he is, a coach in St. Louis. Where Pip Hamilton at least had some name recognition. You know, when I heard Pip Hamilton, I was like, oh, that's a good hire. It is a good hire. It's a good hire for DC. But in the grand scheme of things, compared to other coaches, Pip got to be seventh. He he beats Hayes, but that's about it. Uh, number six gonna get a little get a little dicey, especially with the Seattle fans. Um, number six is Jim Zorn. Now again, this is not saying they're not great coaches. All these coaches are great. Um, I love listening to all of their press conferences. I think they're all wonderful hires for this new league. But Jim Zorn, as a coach, kind of had a left a bad taste in my mouth when he coached at other. Places like in the NFL. I mean, you know, he spent 11 years as quarterback in the NFL um, with the expansion Seattle Seahawks. So, again, he has ties. He made the team from 1984. He played with Green Bay, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he threw for 111 touchdowns and 21,000 yards. Um, scored, rushed for another 17 touchdowns. But as a coach, he became coach in 97. He started two stints with the Seahawks, first an offensive assistant. And then as quarterback coach of 107, which that year, they went to the Super Bowl that year. You know, they had Hasselback. He also worked as quarterback coach for the Lions. He never had good quarterback play until Stafford. Uh, the Ravens and the Chiefs. He's, he coached Charlie Batch, Matt Hasselback, and Joe Flacco. Zorn was head coach of the Washington Redskins of 08 09. Um, he's a member of Seahawks Ring of Honor. His time in Washington was a disaster. It, he wasn't a great coach, head coach. I don't think he was ready to be head coach. I, I, I think that when you look at the grand scheme of things, he he just wasn't ready to be a coach at that time. But no, it's not to mention the Redskins as an organization is a dumpster fire pretty much every year. So I don't know how, how much of that is him just not getting not getting the the help that he needed from the front office in Washington. 
but he was bad those two years in Washington. And I think a lot of people was kind of shocked that he got this job with XFL. I mean, it makes sense from the grand scheme of things because of Seattle. Um, I'm sure they was that he was their first choice for Seattle. He even tells you, he even said in the press conference, you know, he he wants to be here. He wants he knows the place. He knows the area. He knows how to get the fans to come in. Um, and he knows how loud it can be. He goes, I'm thrilled to be back on the sidelines. Um, he thanked Vince and Oliver look for his opportunities. And often on the professional level as a head coach, so you get to choose your players. So this situation is truly unique. He likes the fact that he can pick the food to cook with. He gets to pick, you know, his groceries. And then he gets to cook with them. I look forward to working with my coaches and staff to field a competitive top flight team for the amazing and loud football fans of the Pacific Northwest. Again, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but who would you rather have between him and, and, and Stoops, him and Chessman? I mean, that's just, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a preference thing. I think that he will be a great coach for Seattle. I just don't know if he's right. I just don't know if he's, I don't know if he's learned from his mistakes in Washington. But we'll see. Again, at the end of the next season, at the end, at the end of 2020, I'll do this again, and we'll see where he ranks. Number five has been kind of controversial. It's Kevin Gilbrad. I know he's the only coach really with Super Bowl ring. He was a good offensive coordinator. He was a Giants offensive coordinator when they won the two Super Bowls against truly spectacular New England teams. It's not that. It's the fact that the only time he's head coach was for the Chargers and Ryan Lee from them. And it was a disaster. He's known New York. He, he knows how bright the lights can get. And he made... Eli Manning, a Hall of Fame quarterback, and two Super Bowls. He's got just as many Super Bowls as his brother Peyton does, and that's partly due to Gilbride. I mean, he's offensive coordinator. Let's see. He was quarterback coach for the Oilers and Giants. Offensive coordinator for the Oilers, Jaguars, Steelers, Bills, and Giants. He was with the Giants for six, six or seven seasons. And that's a long time for offensive coordinator nowadays, especially in the NFL. He worked with Warren Moon uh, as Oilers quarterback. He's worked with Eli Manning, so he's got experience with being able to mold quarterbacks. He also played quarterback, so he gets it. Again, like I talked about in a lot of these episodes, if they can find their quarterback in this league, if you are a quarterback whisperer like Gilbride or like Pip Hamilton even, um, and that's why they're ahead of Hayes, and even Jim Zorn who played quarterback, if they can find their quarterback, then they should be good to go. And, and, that's, and that's, that's a big deal to me. If they can find the quarterback in this in the summer showcase or in the draft uh, later on, if they can do that, then they're going to, the quarterback's going to be the key, and that's what's going to win the championship, I think, in the XFL. It's an offensive league until somebody can figure out how to how to stop the offenses in this league. It's going to be high scoring because that's what it's built for. But if we can have a coach, say like number four in Winston Moss, who has a defensive background, then I think we're going to be set on this league. I think it's going to be all offense for the first couple of seasons, but once the defense kind of figures out, okay, this is what we're going to need to do to stop this fast pace, and I think we're going to get more of a middle-of-the-line offensive game. You know what I'm saying? But until then, the, the rules totally favor the offense. And that's why I think a lot of these guys who had experience being quarterbacks or dealing with high-profile quarterbacks are going to be great once they find their guy. So number four is Winston Moss. Now I know I went back on experience earlier as a head coach with Jarvis Winston. Uh, I'm sorry, Jonathan Hayes. 
But this guy's press conference won me over so much. He's a former linebacker. He's uh he he was a linebacker's coach. He won that championship with Miami. He's won the Super Bowl as assistant coach with Green Bay Packers. Um, Winston it says uh, Heather Brooks Kratz says that Winston had an impressive resume as a player and coach in the NFL. He's a perfect choice to lead our LA team. He played for the Raiders and he's like, I'm back in LA. This guy wanted to coach. This guy wanted a shot. You know, he got fired after some controversial comments about Aaron Rodgers. I get it. But this guy wants to be the coach there. And he is his he had the best press conference to me. It was short, it was sweet, but he wanted it. You could tell he wanted it. And honestly I think LA might be the favorite uh to me. Uh, in the West. I know you got to deal with June Jones in Houston. I know you got to deal with Bob Stoops in Dallas. But this guy knows what he's doing. If he can figure out, like I said in the press conference, and like I said in his in his episode, if he can figure out a good defense and can slow down just a couple of teams, just for a couple of plays, stop the score, and have a good offense enough to get up by a couple of touchdowns and then just lock them down and just hold on, I think he's got a shot. I think L.A. might be the favorite to win this. And I think he's the number four best coach. He said he was so appreciative of the opportunity to be head coach and GM in the XFL, especially in a city where I spent four years as an NFL player. Start a team and league from scratch is unique and exciting. I'm looking forward to working with Heather and her team develop new football franchise for Los Angeles. He spent 11 seasons with the Buccaneers, Raiders, and Seahawks. Played in 155 games, 146 of them starts, scored 768 tackles, and 20 and a half sacks. Um, he was coached with Saints, uh, Packers. He was with the Packers forever. Um, you know, he coached um, A.J. Hawk, Clay Matthews, and the great Julius Peppers. Uh, Matthew became the team's all-time sack leader. Hawk established himself as the franchise all-time leader in tackles. And Blake Martinez set a single-season record for tackles in 2017, 144. Um, his commitment to the community service won him an uh, Ed Block Courage Award uh, from the L.A. Raiders. I think this guy is perfect for L.A. because he's going to make sure the players get out there and help the community. He knows how important it is for these players to be able to not only be a good player on the field, but off. You know, the quality of the person is going to be just as important as the quality of the play. And I think he is the perfect coach uh, for L.A., and that's why I have him number four. Number three is XFL 2K's boy, June Jones. Now, this one makes all kinds of sense in the world. Uh, the way they talk, XFL really, really, really wanted him. Um, as their guy in um, in Houston, I mean, he they they begged him to come. He said no a couple of times the way he talks. Um, he goes, "I spent a few years coaching in Houston, and having a chance to return to be a head coach in XFL was an opportunity I couldn't pass up. I had a really great time coaching CFL, but uh, this new fresh opportunity to build a team from the ground up is extremely rare in this game. I'm looking forward to working with Brian Cooper." And our coaches to give football fans in Houston a team that is truly exciting to watch and worthy of their support. June Jones is one of the most accomplished and well-known football coaches and is honored to work beside him, said Cooper. I have no doubt that his love for the game and commitment to excellence on the field will dovetail perfectly with our efforts to engage Houston sports fans in new and exciting ways. He knows the area. You know, he's not only that, like I talked about in his episode last week, or last episode, that these rules kind of go hand-in-hand with CFL rules. A lot of the XFL rules do. But he's, he has experience in it. I think that's going to help him. Um, Houston, again, I think is one of the favorites in the whole league, along with L.A. and Dallas. This this West division 
And that's why I had Zorn kind of lower. This West Division is so stacked. I mean, Zorn has to be last in that division. You know, and Hayes got to be last in the East. That's how I look at it. Um, Jones is entering his, is entering his 35, 35th season as head coach at, at the high school, collegiate, and professional levels. Um, he, you know, he coached at Southern Methodist, coached at Hawaii. That's where um, I think he's most well known for is turning a Hawaii team that, I mean, they're Hawaii and turn them into contenders, you know, maybe not national contenders, but in the conference level. And that's why I think he's perfect for this league because he has the air raid, you know, running gun kind of kind of play. Um, um, he's an interim coach at the Gilbride. He was a Falcons coach as well, which I knew that because I'm a Falcons fan. Um, why SMU Jones was named Conference USA Coach of the Year. Um, White Coach of the Year, 99, 06, and 07, while the head coach at Hawaii. Um he led a team to a 94 record instead of the WAC championship. They finished 0-12 uh, previous. It's the biggest single-season turnaround in NCAA history. Uh, he was Falcons offensive coordinator uh, in the 90s. Um, he's wide receiver coach and quarterback's coach for the Oilers. Um, so, I mean, he's got experience. Um, and he knows Gilbride. I think that's a natural rivalry right there. Um, he played quarterback for the Falcons. And the Argonauts, um, so I think um, I think he's perfect for this job because his offense and his experience in Canada matches up to it. Um, I think his offense is perfect for this league. I think he's going to have the highest scoring offense in this league. Um, you know, I think this it, it's a match made in heaven, not only for the city but his offense for this league. Number two is Chessman. Um, you know, I had, I went back and forth. Um, to go back and forth between him and Stutes being one. I know that sounds crazy, but his gray cups in Canada can't be overlooked. But Stutes just has a better overall resume. Um, Oliver Lux said, We are pleased to welcome Mark to Dixon Field and excited by his opportunity to leverage his three decades of coaching experience as we reimagine the game of football. Mark is a two time coach of the year who also led teams of three CFL Grey Cup championships. He's just the kind of offensive minded coach whose style will fit the up tempo, fast paced game we deliver to fans when the XFL launches. He gets it. You know, I said that in his episode before. He, him, June Jones, and Bob Stoops are going to have the best offenses. Like, this is going to be the most exciting three coaches to watch in this league. And that's why they're the top three. Chessman just had more luck at a professional level than Jones did because I count the CFL as a professional football league, of course. So, you know, he he's turned, you know, he had a chance with the Bears. I know that ain't no great. Um, but with Jay Cutler as your quarterback, what really will? Um, but I think in Tampa, um, which he has ties there, I think in Tampa – his coaching experience, if he can find a good quarterback, like I said, they're going to be sneaky in that East division. Um, don't count that. East is more wide open to me. Like I said, I think you can go ahead and count out Zorn in the West. I'm sorry, Zorn. I'm sorry, Seattle fans, if you're listening. I think you can kind of count him out in the West. That's a three-team race. But in the East, all four teams kind of in it. But like I said, Pep is kind of the bottom. To me, Trestman is the best coach in the East. You can only tell who number one is. Bob Stoops going to be the best one in the West. It wouldn't surprise me if we have a Dallas-Tampa Bay championship game um, come 2020. Um, Chessman said, I'm very excited to be on the ground floor with Oliver, his team, and the other coaches across the XFL to help reimagine football. I started my coaching career in Florida while I was in law school. This man was in law school. Um, I personally know the passion and love for the game that football fans have in Tampa Bay and across the state. I can't wait to begin putting the staff together. 
um, and we'll play disciplined, fundamentally sound, and exciting football come February. Um, like I said, he, um, over his 35-year career, Chessman served as right of positions at the major college and pro levels, including head coach of the Al- Alouettes, the Bears, the Argonauts. Uh, he won the CFL Great Cup three times, classically in the Alouettes, in up 9 and 10, and once gotten the Argonaut to a championship in 2017. He's the only person to win back-to-back Great Cups. So that kind of tells you right there that his experience in Canada will do him good in this league. I think he is the number two coach in the league. I think he's the one in the East. Again, I went back and forth between him and Stoops. I almost named Chessman one just causes his great cups. But Bob Stoops, man, he was the biggest hire that the XFL had. Um, he, to me, this is the, it was the biggest news up to that point. And it still might be other than the network deal. Um, number two or three in the biggest news stories coming out of the XFL. And Bob Stoops is number one. You know, he he's a legend in college football. Nobody expected him to join the XFL. To be honest with you, you know, he's the first press conference. And us as fans, when we found out Stoops will be the coach there, we're like, oh, my God, they're really going for it. Like, we didn't know. We thought they were going to get scrubs to be coaches. I mean, I know a lot of us probably thought that because that's what we remember from 01. No, this man is the coach in the XFL. He's our Steve Spurrier, what Steve Spurrier was day AF. He said, um, uh, uh, Alan Deluxe said, we're incredibly excited to have an individual as a composite Bob Stoops to join the XFL family. Bob Chip in Oklahoma are legendary, and he's the perfect person to lead our team in Dallas, having coached Ace. Having a coach, especially with Bob, share the XFL bi- vision to reimagine the game as energizing and further validates our mission. He validated the XFL. That's why he's number one. He validated this whole league when they got him. He is the man when it comes to all the coaches. And I think Dallas is the favorite. To me, Dallas got the coolest stadium in the league. It's going to be awesome to see them play there. They actually got the coolest coach. And that's what makes me excited about the XFL. These coaches not only building their teams, it's a chess match. It's a chess match. Not only on the build the teams, but how you play the game. And I think he's the chess master. I think he might get checkmate by the end of the season. He said, I'm looking forward to working with Vincent Mann, Oliver Luck, and the great group of people they've put together to help develop the XFL and be able to act standing out at all. Outstanding team for fans in the Dallas area. When the chance to play when the chance to play a key role in building a new football league came my way, I couldn't pass it up. The style of play in this league will allow us to innovate and refresh the game, and that makes me excited to get back to the sideline again. <clears throat> Stoops' accomplishments during his 18, year se- uh, 18 season tenure at Oklahoma seem endless. Um, he led the Sooners in all time victories 190, consecutive bowl bursts with 18, and Big 12 titles with 10. Um, during the bowl championship series era, Stoops was the only coach to win a national championship in every BCS bowl game. His OU team also played in three additional BCS championship games and made the 14 playoff 2015. <coughs> Stoops earned 19, 19 Coach of the Year awards, including eight on the national level during his 18 seasons at OU. He coached, uh, he reached 100 vis- victories faster than any college uh, coach in football history. Only five coaches needed fewer games than Stoops. During his 18 years at OU, uh, the Sooners of the nation would uh, 0.667 winning percentage, um, 60 and 30 against top 25 teams. And that, ladies and gentlemen, why he's number one. Stoops produced 37 first-team All-Americans, two AP Player of the Years, and 79 NFL draft picks as OU's coach. 
He coached two Heisman winners, Jason White and Sam Bradford, and seven Heisman finalists. As well as two more Heismans who won the honor after his retirement, Baker Mayfield and Colin Murray. He also reached he also coached at Iowa, Kent State, Kansas State, and Florida. He served as defensive coordinator for the Giants nineteen ninety six national championship team. So it's weird. I said Moss was only defense coach. Chiefs was a defensive coordinator, but after he got the head coach in the OU, he became an offensive genius to me. So while he was technically offensive coordinator, I think he is an offensive minded guy now. And I think he his Dallas team, if they can get the right players, will lead in XFL in yards, points, and victories. I can see them going eight and two, seven and three. Easy. Easy. And that's why he's number one. So thank you for joining me. Um, like I said, next episode I'm going to go through, try to go through, try all the guys that sent me information on themselves about um, how they want to be in Summer Showcase stuff, the Summer Showcase Spectacular. And then I'm going to do another NFL uh, kind of Diamonds in the Rough episode uh, on the I'm at the um, you know the NFL Draft Diamonds guys over there. Um, I'm going to get them to uh, give me some more players to talk about. So the next two weeks going to be kind of about prospects of the next two episodes. I appreciate y'all listening. Check me out at Expo Podcast on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, leave some voice messages for me. You got any, uh, anything to say about the show or you have any questions, check out XFL2K.com. Uh, he is running in the summer showcase. He's running some of the drills, so check that out. It's going to be spectacular. I mean, I am so excited for that. And uh, check out uh, our Discord, XFL2K Discord. Also, check out XFL Board. Thank you and good night. And uh, happy late Memorial Day, and I hope you enjoyed the show.